0: Hi, and welcome to Cause Pods. I'm your host, Matthew Passy. Here on the podcast, we have one simple mission, to highlight the amazing folks who are using podcasts as a way to raise awareness for good causes. Whether it's a nonprofit they work with, a charity they support, a social justice campaign they're championing, a medical condition they're battling, or someone who is just looking to make a positive impact on their local community, their state, the country, or the world. These are podcasters with a positive mission. Along with raising awareness for our guests' favorite cause, we're also going to see if we can raise some money to support their efforts. So make sure you check out the show notes for each episode at causepods.org to learn more about what they're doing and how to help them achieve their goals. Joining me today on Cause Pods are the co-hosts of the Doing Good Business Podcast, Laura Heacock is a leadership coach with a personal development blog at kindovermatter.com. And Kelly Stewart is a positive business consultant at thepositivebusiness.com. Laura and Kelly, thank you so much for joining me here on CausePods today.
1: Thanks so much for having us. We're happy to be here.
0: So, Laura and Kelly, this show is just under a year old, it looks like. So, tell us a little bit about what was the onus for creating the Doing Good Business podcast.
1: So Kelly and I met at a networking event in, so we live about 45 minutes apart, and we just instantly hit it off. And I like to say that we just very quickly started going steady. Um, (laughs) I think before we even had lunch, I emailed Kelly and I said, have you ever thought about hosting a podcast? And she said, I have this microphone that has been in a box for a year.
2: (laughs) So it was meant to be, I call it a a fearless love kind of relationship. (laughs) We just ran into it coming across the field going, yes, we will podcast together. (laughs) And I think a lot of that was because we saw a great opportunity to really metaphorically marry what we do. Laura talks so much about making the world a better place through personal development and bringing the best of who you are to work. And I have been talking about really taking the best of who you are and putting it into business practice. I bring the whole kind of strategy, goals, objectives, What's the plan going to be to implement those things? So it seemed like a match made in heaven.
1: Yeah, we talk about being the micro and the macro. And I this is Laura, I come from the micro perspective of the person and the leader in the business. And then Kelly brings that macro perspective of the full organization or the organization's impact globally.
0: So I imagine that by helping folks do business better, that obviously they should become more profitable. But it's a little bit more than that for you. So what are some of the benefits of folks who get to work with you and listen to your show about doing their business better? Like, where do we see some of that personal growth, personal development, and I would say business growth and development?
2: Sure. This is Kelly. And we only say that because we've been given a lot of feedback that we sound the same. So we always try (laughs) to introduce one another and ourselves. But I think that what the listeners really can take away from us is we're taking some really esoteric kind of muddy terms and we're breaking them down into very actionable items. So an example of that is what does it mean to be authentic? So Laura talks about what that means as a person and how you can be vulnerable and bring your character to work. And then I talk about that in terms of What are you trying to accomplish by being authentic at work? There has to be a purpose for that. And then what are some of these things that you actually do? And part of that is telling stories. Part of that is being seen, making decisions that are in line with your character by others. And then we always try to give our listeners resources so that they can follow up. And do, even if it's just one thing, think differently about how they're doing business or do one good thing in business and kind of step into that.
0: So that probably brings us back to the idea of cause pods is that we're not just looking to make money with our podcast. We're looking to exact positive impact on the world. And so what are some of the ways that we've seen this translate into positive impact Beyond, as we said earlier, the business's bottom line? Do we see companies taking on more social responsibility? Do we see them taking on more charitable causes? Do we see them just wanting to use their business acumen to really make the world a better place?
1: Yeah. So we, and Kelly's introduced me to the whole concept or the world of B corporations, which are socially minded, socially responsible corporations. It's an official certification. But we also just see a lot of companies that are intentional second chance employers, companies that have a carbon neutral footprint goal, companies that are really doing things differently in the world. And that becomes their the thing that attracts people to them. You know, everybody talks in the market right now about retention and turnover is crazy because the employment, unemployment rate is so low. And these companies we find that really know what they stand for and that really have something that they're giving back, they become more marketable and more attractive to people.
0: Well and I imagine in this world today where the younger population, the younger generations, not only are they interested in working with companies that are doing good. But in some cases, they're flat out refusing to do business with companies that won't do good, that they won't invest in them, they won't buy from them, they won't support them. It's not even just a positive story. It's a way for your business to survive story.
2: Absolutely. And it's what I think separates it from purpose washing and greenwashing. The companies that are employing some of these strategies as a tactic, let's Mm -hmm. call it, to still serve a singular bottom line, a singular pursuit of profit, it doesn't resonate with people. And we live in an era where people were informed, were connected, and people want transparency. And we have those tools available to us that just were not available to us. You think about like business history, when stories were killed, right? It was easier to sweep things under the carpet. It is much harder to do that now so that the companies that are specifically and genuinely doing good for people, for the planet, and oh, by the way, yes, still earning a profit because they have to be, otherwise they can't do any good for people or the planet, but they're finding different ways to do that. And then when they are doing good things, they're much more comfortable being transparent about that And that's what's helping them earn the trust of not only their employees, but their clients, their investors, their community neighbors. It just makes it an easier conversation.
0: So, I mean, you talk about genuineness and transparency, and I imagine for a lot of businesses that start out with altruistic mindset, it's a lot easier for them to accomplish this. But what happens if you're a company that hasn't really pursued this path and either you're thinking about making this change or worse off, maybe you've been called out for not having altruistic goals. How do you make that shift and make it seem genuine? How do you do it without people just saying, oh, you're just doing that because you got called out for it.
1: So I think we've seen that recently in the Philadelphia area, the Starbucks incident that happened in 2018. There was a big question about, is this actually authentic. They did some diversity and inclusion training at all their stores after that terrible incident in Philadelphia. And there is still, I would say, a lot of question as to whether or not that's authentic. And you get people in both camps. But what Kelly and I talk about is it has to be both top down and bottom up. So you have to have your senior leadership genuinely want to participate in a change and in doing something differently. And you have to have your employees buy in. And sometimes that does mean turnover. Sometimes that does mean restructuring people that no longer buy into the cause that you are now championing as an organization. So there are sometimes changes. I think Mm -hmm. that a lot of times the storm comes before the calm and, Mm -hmm. but you have to have that top down, bottom up buy-in to make any sort of large change like that, that's ever going to stick and be real.
2: I agree with Laura. I think too, Laura's a big fan of this pearl of wisdom, right? It's about progress, not perfection. Mm -hmm. So you have to start somewhere. And I think as a stakeholder, whether you're a consumer or an investor or an employee, you have to allow some runway for people to say, aha, okay, that wasn't working. It was wrong. (laughs) And we want to do better. And you have to leave them a little bit of runway to do better. And I think another, my father is an old army man, and he's got lots of pearls of wisdom, probably too many (laughs) to share on the show. But one of them is that bad news is still good information. And I Mm -hmm. think when you see companies, I think it was just recently the Davos Summit that Citibank released results of a report that found a very substantial, I think it was almost 30% pay gap between their male and female executives. And their CEO came out and said, well, okay, (laughs) we clearly have some things to change around here. And then they laid out a couple of points that they're going to be doing, things that they'll be doing differently. So that to me is... A case of both of those, my father and Laura, bad news is still good information. Mm -hmm. So we have to kind of go out there and take our lumps and say, Yep, this is not what we want. And it's progress, not perfection. It's not going to happen overnight. But not only does there have to be a plan in place, but then there has to be a revisiting of those results. Like, how do we know those companies are moving forward once they come out and admit? ah, we just found out something that we'd really like to change in our organization. And I think it's hard. And when it's crisis, to your point, Matthew, when it's crisis, it's much harder to do it that way, which is why we advocate for a little (laughs) pre-planning. Do that survey on your own, figure it out on your own, because it's much easier to make those changes when you're not in the spotlight, when you're not in crisis mode. And I think it's harder for those leaders.
0: I find it so interesting going back to that idea of the messaging that Even bad news is good information.
1: Yeah, I love that. (laughs) Thanks, Cal. Thanks, Dad.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I've never heard it expressed like that. There's the idea that it's like all press is good press or things like that. But that's such an interesting idea that even we know that so often, and this is especially true in politics today and in the past, that it's rarely the crime, it's always the cover up. And I think that's sort of the same idea that the more you try and fight the problem, it's a lot easier to sort of suck it up, take your lumps, admit to your mistake, and move on and start to make that progress then to fight back, hold off, and refuse to accept that you made a mistake. I find that's fascinating.
1: Yeah, I think that's great. It's so funny to take it to the micro level because that's what I do. I have a client that I'll actually see later today who was up for a new position, found out, I guess, on Friday that instead of going externally, they hired someone internal, internal promotion, but It's bad news and it's good information because now he knows, okay, this is a company that values internal development and they chose to promote internally as opposed to going externally. And while it's bad news for him, it's still good information about that organization and you can apply it to know just a little bit more data about the organization that you're potentially interested in working for.
0: Right. Maybe it means going and taking a lower position so that you can work your way up to the top in different ways. So I know you said that the podcast sort of came out of your distance and the proximity and the convenience of having this microphone in a box, but why was it that you thought that this medium in particular was going to be so effective for getting that message out there and for sharing this wisdom with current and obviously potential clients near and far?
1: I think Kelly and I both knew before we met each other that we wanted to do a podcast. I knew that I wanted to do it in collaboration or in partnership with somebody, but I didn't, there wasn't anybody that readily came to mind that I really wanted to co-host with. And then just meeting her and we met at a networking event. You do the standard thing where you go back and you check out each other's websites. And we had already talked about having lunch and I just started reading her website and her website is The Positive Business. And I talk a lot about bringing kindness into business on the individual level, leaders being kinder to themselves so that they can be better leaders. And I just thought, my gosh, what like-minded thinking that we happen to stumble upon each other. And the more we talk, the more we realize like, oh, we were both at that event on mindfulness and leadership and we didn't know it. And we both read that same book and there was just such a synergy Mm -hmm. between our work and between the way that we think and between who we are as people. It felt like such a natural thing fit. But it really just came from kind of that checking out each other's websites and seeing the similarities in our belief system.
2: Absolutely. And for my part, knowing the work that Laura did around kindness, it made me think about the size of the personal development market, which is now like just under $10 billion. And I've always had, I guess it's empathy or like just feelings around the fact that there are so many people who are really making a concentrated effort to be better individuals. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's a great kind of sadness in our business world that most times they have to leave the best of who they are at the door in order to be successful at business. So you've got this like strange juxtaposition of I'm trying to be this really authentic, compassionate, kind person, and then I have to go into an environment every day that doesn't value that. And there are so many examples of companies that are doing well. And I think I'll speak for both of us, mm-hmm. but I think the podcast has helped us reach out to those companies and then have them on as guests so that people see this is not just figment of Kelly and Lars's collective imagination, but there are actually companies out there that are doing these Really fabulous things. And the podcast format especially gives us that platform to reach out to people. We just spoke with two people who are in California on Friday. So it gives us the opportunity to really kind of reach far and wide and show this is not just something, again, like I said, it's not just a figment of our imagination. It's not just happening where we're located outside of Philadelphia, right? This is happening all over. And for the individuals who are listening to our podcast, we constantly want to give them resources and examples of see, it's being done and you can do it too.
1: We always say to all of our guests, Kelly and I can pontificate about this stuff all day long. And like, trust me, we <laughs> and do. We, can. A, we do we do a fair amount of the time. But we want to bring on guests that are just exemplifying what we believe in and showing that it is possible to have a company that offers no limit on family time, no question around sick time. It's possible to have a company that after five years is maybe going to offer every employee at every level a sabbatical, all of these things that you do projects for the local community together and still be a profitable business. Like we want mm-hmm. to highlight those organizations, all the bad news and leads it leads and all that mentality. Like we want to show that all of this is possible, not only that, but it's happening. And there are organizations mm-hmm. that are doing this.
0: And do you think that specifically audio is a more effective way of getting that message out there? Or is it just the sort of lower barrier to entry of the space that makes this more attractive to you?
1: So I will say that I am a late bloomer. I'm a slow adopter. I say that about <laughs> everything. I don't Snapchat. I'm like, no, but podcast, it took me a long time to get into podcasts and everybody that I knew was telling me. And I finally, I don't even remember what my my first podcast was, but as soon it was like a switch flipped in me. As soon as I started, I was like, okay, this is great. And now I I could not tell you the last time I listened to anything but podcasts in my car. And Mm -hmm. if I don't have any place to go of any consequence, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so behind on my podcast and what's happening here and what's happening there. So as soon as I started really consuming the podcast media, I was hooked and I was like, this is great. And I know it's something that I want to do.
0: Well, and also before we started recording, you both mentioned that tech is not necessarily your fortes.
1: So true. (laughs)
0: So for other folks who are hearing this and they're thinking to themselves, yeah, podcast that sounds great, but it also sounds so daunting. What advice would you give to someone thinking about starting a podcast for their cause who might not be tech savvy and also maybe might not have a huge budget to do so?
1: So I would say make it easy. I have a couple, I mean I have 3 people that I could easily like send a text to or hop on the Voxer app and just say, "Hey, how do I do this?" So I talked to each of them and I basically did what they told me to do. I said, you tell me what the steps are. What do I use to record? How do we do this? And so we use Audacity to record. We host on Libsyn and I do all the editing in Audacity because I knew that I had some resources that I could go to when I did have a tech fumble and when I didn't understand something. So for me, it was just, there's tons of Facebook groups. I'm in a Facebook group called She Podcast that is just mm-hmm. for women in the podcasting industry. Quality group. Yeah, there's so mm-hmm. many great resources out there. And for me, it just made the most sense for us because we're not super awesome at tech. like we're we're cool. like we can get it done, but it's definitely not something that either one of us feels passionate about. I just wanted to know how to do it and to follow the steps. And now it's fine, and it's very simple, and I understand everything that we're doing, and they're, would have been options. But at first, it was just like, if you can find a resource or an advocate or an ally, or even somebody on a Facebook group that can help you and say like, okay, here's what you do, you record into audacity, and then you upload it into this place. And then you get your feed. And here's how you get your feed approved. And we just made it happen. And remembering to take one step at a time, because if I get too far ahead of myself, then everything comes to a screeching halt. So it's just like, what's
2: the next step? And I think having a buddy system in this case was really important for Mm -hmm. me. As we've already (laughs) declared, I had my microphone in a box for a year. (laughs) That's 12 months, right? (laughs) So I was thinking about podcasting a lot, but it wasn't until I had a buddy in Lara who came along. So we're going to do this. And then it didn't seem nearly as scary. Plus also, I think, The website technology is so much better. So for people who feel like, well, then now I want to have like a place to put some of this and more of a permanent online presence there, there's so much you can do now through a lot of the systems like Wix, Weebly, and Squarespace, and it's not expensive. And they have a lot of templates that are set up for it. So you can have that nice companion piece to it without a lot of effort or cost too.
0: So, and it also sounds like the nice thing of doing it with somebody else is that you have a accountability partner. You have somebody who's going to sort of hold you to it, make sure that you you get it done.
2: And boost yeah. your confidence because where I might think, look, oh, I have no idea what I'm doing here. We're figuring it out together. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple of times we re-recorded. I think it was the first one that we did together ourselves and then we didn't save it. We had to re-record oh, it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so you just move past that. And I think if somebody doesn't have a buddy, I would recommend then just do a whole bunch just for yourself that you mm-hmm. don't even post anywhere, but pretend like you are <laughs> and just kind of get comfortable with the technology. And that I think was made faster when Laura and I worked together.
1: Yeah, I agree. And we divide and conquer. I mean it's Mm -hmm. really nice. Kelly manages our doing good business website. I do the social media and the editing. So like it's it's nice in that component. But again, to Kelly's point, if you're just doing it yourself, there's no law that says you have to (laughs) release every week. Like do whatever you want. Do it I'm that's my biggest advice to everyone when it comes to anything in the online world and social media and promotion and all that. Like you've got to do what feels good because if you hate Instagram, it's going to Come through on every single Instagram post. But Mm -hmm. if you love Facebook, that's also going to come through. So do what feels right to you, release when it feels right to you, record a whole bunch that you throw in the garbage, and there's a million resources for podcast starter-ups. Wow,
0: this has been fantastic. And so we've been talking about the Doing Good Business podcast. You can find it at doinggoodbusiness.com. And Laura Kelly, before I let you go, I just want to talk a little bit about your charity that you want to raise awareness through with your appearance here on Cause Pods. Tell me a little bit about Year Up and what they're hoping to do and why this is so important to you. And For folks listening, yearup.org is where you would find more info beyond what Kelly and Laura are about to share. So tell us a little bit more about Europe.
2: Sure. Absolutely. Europe is a program for young adults. And we know in the work that we do, there are a lot of business leaders, whether they're business owners or company leaders, who developing a pipeline of qualified future employees is very important. There's a lot of shortages in that area. And Laura mentioned earlier that there's an open hiring policy. My point being, people are getting more creative about it and they're expanding their thinking about how they can do that. One of the things that Laura mentioned was open hiring, which is hiring people who have been incarcerated and are now back into the world and looking to learn skills and use them. So that's one area. Year Up takes at-risk students who may otherwise not have other chances to learn trades and skills and financial planning skills and all of the other things that go into being a happy, healthy person. And it helps them to really move. And I think their quote is to move from minimum wage to meaningful careers in just one year. So it's a national program. There's opportunities for employers to get involved, for future students to be involved. And there is one in Philadelphia as well, but they do a really fantastic program that they have there for helping to help individuals develop and help employers by having people that they can then hire and bring into their organization.
0: Sounds fantastic. Well, once again, you can find more information about yearup.org. And if you want to make a donation on behalf of Laura and Kelly, there will be a link to a GoFundMe page for them in the show notes for this episode or at causepods.org. And I just want to take a minute once again to thank Laura Heacock, who you can find at kindovermatter.com, Kelly Stewart, thepositivebusiness.com, their show, doinggoodbusiness.com, which obviously the name of the show being doing good business and you can find that on all the places where you'd find your podcast lauren kelly thank you so much for taking some time and joining me here today on cause pods
1: matthew thank you so much for having us all right all right rock and roll
0: thank you for listening to this episode of cause pods i want to take a moment and thank the newest team member producer caroline quash who does an amazing job with scheduling of guests finding particular guests, making sure that everything gets posted properly and making sure that everything, she just helps to keep the trains moving. I don't know if I can continue to do this project without her. So thank you, Caroline, for everything you do. And again, if you've been inspired by the work of our guests, please check out the show notes in your podcast app or at causepods.org. There you will find links to their work and a special donation link to support the cause. From there, you can also follow and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you enjoy your podcasts follow us on social media, and join the special Facebook group dedicated to you folks who are producing podcasts for a cause. So if you're already producing said podcast, or if you're thinking about launching one, join the group. We have provided some resources. We're going to look to provide even more, and hopefully we're going to arrange some special nonprofit pricing of various podcast service vendors to help you with your venture and keep you under budget. And lastly, if you are a Cause Podder, someone who produces a podcast for a cause and want to join me for an interview, please, please check out the form at causepods.org. Once approved, we'll schedule you for a chat and share the amazing work you do with the Cause Pod audience. Thanks again, and see you next time on Cause Pods.